So you have coffee and water and what? And a glass of wine. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I'm very um, very sophisticated with my drinking choices today. <laughs> We've got the coffee, you know, for the, for the caffeine, the water for the hydration, and the wine for the genius things I'm going to say on this podcast. I got some beer for that. Virtual cheers to you right here. <laughs> okay. Mm. Let's get trivial, trivial. I wanna get trivial. Let's get into trivia. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Your knowledge talk. Let me hear your knowledge talk. Hey everybody, hello and welcome to the Quiz Fix Podcast. My name is Paul. My name is Monica. Hi, Monica. Hi, Paul. You know, it's episode 45 and we're so far away from each other. It's almost kind of sad. I um, I put a blanket up over my window today to try and keep some of the noise out. <laughs> yeah, those siren noises just cannot penetrate flannel. <laughs> It's fleece, all right? Oh, fleece. Well, then you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fleece is <laughs> fleece is the soundproofing choice of most recording <laughs> studios. How did your first week of the tournament go? Oh, the first week of the tournament was delicious. It was a lot of fun. We have so many new teams playing uh, this time around. Um, it's yeah. just, it's an incredible turnout. Uh, we still have teams asking about it and curious about it, um, but uh, 86 teams played in the first week, and that's about double what who played last time. So that's awesome. Yeah. So lots of, in fact, I think in the top twenty, I think I posted the top 30 teams. You can go to quizfix.net and look at that on the Winter Classic page. But I think of the top 30 teams, only five or six of them played in the finals last year. So it's a whole big field of of teams out there right now. Yeah, I got a brand new team at Pono that I already think they have a really good chance of winning the whole tournament. Were they the ones that scored 74 points? Yeah. They are two people. Wow. And they didn't want their picture taken? No, they didn't. I don't know why. I didn't push them about it. <laughs> I mean, our social media stuff is very popular. Uh, I mean, everybody in the country is going to see it oh, with your pictures on there. Oh, yeah. If <laughs> it's it is the it is the largest quiz trivia podcast feed from the Seattle Tacoma area done by two people named Paul and Monica. Totally. Yeah. We're number one there. Um, (laughs) We're number one. We're number one. Speaking of number one, I'm hoping right now that you have a rousing Montreal Canadiens update. I do.
Okay, so the last game I saw, uh, it was yesterday. <laughs> That's, wait a second, wait a second. That took a long time. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was yesterday or the day before. Hey, so I saw a game and it was yesterday. There you go. There you go. All right, so what anyway, was it? So they were playing the Bruins, which I believe is a little bit of a rivalry. Okay. At least from what I've heard from a fellow Canadians fan. They would know. So they they were both doing pretty well. At the end of the game, it was 3-3. Three to three. Although one of the Habs players got a hockey puck to the face. Ah. And he was like laying out on the ice for quite some time. And they had to like bring a stretcher on and take him away it was terrible oh that's that is terrible but besides that they were tied at the end and then they usually do like a five minutes of overtime and whoever scores first in the overtime wins the game right but nobody scored in the overtime so i haven't seen this yet but there was a shootout right oh yeah the shootout so it's like three, each team gets three chances. Mm-hmm. And they both got one. Ugh. So then they had to do the one and one back and forth. Right. And Habs missed and the Bruins scored and they won. Oh, heartbreak. It was, but it was really exciting. <laughs> Those shootouts can be really exciting. It was. And. For the first time watching the game on TV, I saw Yuppie. You had a Yuppie sighting. They showed Yuppie, and I discovered something about him. And he wears a jersey, mm-hmm. and his his number is an exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you were wondering how to say the word Yuppie, it is not just Yuppie. It is Yuppie. It is. Nice. So that was that was exciting. I mean, you've been watching the Habs now for a couple of months. This is the mm-hmm. first UP sighting you've had. Yeah. Well, I don't watch every single game. Well, sure. And um, a lot of the ones I've seen have been away games too. Yeah, UP. So, yeah, I don't know. They they don't really usually show a whole lot except for the game because that's what's usually happening the entire time. Sure. Because it's not like football where they have to stop every you know twenty seconds and bring their lawyers onto the field. <laughs> well, and plus, UP has had some travel visa problems. He's um not been able to get into the states all the time. What is that true? No, that's not true. Oh, because okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go see that game, and I really want you to be there. <laughs> oh man, if you go all the way to Vegas to watch that game, and UP isn't there, I mean, I'm expecting you and UP in a selfie, a UP selfie. <laughs> I will be very disappointed if there's not a UP selfie of some sort. Oh, well, you might be disappointed. Well, that's fine. But uh, give it it your best. Um, I will, I will. All right. 
Do you want to get started with the podcast? Yes. Then let's do it. Now it is time for the lightning round. That's right, Monica. It is time for the lightning round. In this lightning round today... Uh, let me put off my uh, game show host voice for a second. <laughs> that was annoying. Uh, lightning round today. Hey, it's back to normal things. Uh, what is your subject for me this week? I just have some... Random history questions. History. Okay. Um, I have some not-so-random questions about soup. Soup? Soup. Oh, all right. I like soup. See, I I figured you might like this one. Do you want to go first or second? (laughs) I'll go first. All right. Here we go with the lightning round. Number one. Which U.S. president made the first presidential radio broadcast? Radio broadcast. Um, I'm going to say Franklin Roosevelt. No. Mm. It was Calvin Coolidge. Uh, a little earlier. Silent Cal. Silent Cal made the first radio podcast. That's amazing. Why was he called Silent because he didn't uh, speak much. He was a very quiet person. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. There's an old... Uh, I think it's apocryphal, but it's claimed to have happened that uh, a woman at a party went up to Calvin Coolidge and said, uh, I bet my husband that I can make you say at least three words. And then he replied, You lose. Oh, how clever. Uh, I I don't think that's a true story, but it's fun to pretend. (laughs) And then he said, let them eat cake. (laughs) And he's like... (laughs) it was very true. Yes. (laughs) All right, first one for you in the soup category. What word from the French verb for restore originated in 16th century France to describe a shop where inexpensive soup was sold? Uh, restaurant? Restaurant is correct. Well done. Yes. (laughs) Look at me figuring things out. Look at you. I can't look at you. You're all the way over in, where are you? You're in downtown, Uh, aren't you? yeah. Yeah. Think about looking at me. Okay. Oh, hi. There you are. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you just waved when you said hey. That was that was, that was now. I actually did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number 2. The period of European history that lasted from the 14th to the 17th century is known as what? Uh, that is the Renaissance. Yes, it is. The Renaissance. The Renaissance. Yeah, where the Michelangelo and the Da Vinci's and uh, lots of art was uh, made in the Renaissance. Uh, yes, that did happen. <laughs> well, it was, th- it was 300 years. Something should have happened at that point. 
I just narrowed the whole renaissance down to two artists. So, sorry everybody else. <laughs> uh, question number two for, for you, snurt. Snurt. S-N-E-R-T is a soup served in the Netherlands, primarily made of what green vegetable? Oh my gosh, I've never heard of that. I just love saying the word snurt. Mm, cabbage? No, it is peas. It is a type oh, of... Oh, gross. It's a type of pea. You don't like pea soup? I, I don't think so. Split pea? You never had the split pea soup? I haven't. It sounds gross. Mm. Are you, do you like peas? Just like regular peas? Yeah, I'm okay with peas, okay. but I don't want them to be all liquidy. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, number three, Marie Antoinette was born an archduchess of what country? Uh, how about Austria? That's right. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm surprised by I that. I knew that. There was a lot I of. I knew that because I watched the movie Mar- Marie Antoinette. Oh, okay. Uh, question number three: What grain is used to thicken the French soup known as a bisque? So it's not like wheat flour. No, and I'll, I'll give you this much of a hint: they use it to thicken it, but then they strain it out. So it's really just the starch of it that's left over to thicken the soup. Oh. Well, I don't really know. Okay. Like, I'm, I don't know. Okay. It's rice. They use rice. To, uh, oh. Yeah, so they, they add rice to it at some, some part of the process, and then the starch that comes off the rice skin or the shell of the rice... Uh, is makes it a little thicker, and then they strain the rice out, but they leave the starch behind. Interesting. Yeah. Those French know how to do everything. Um, okay, number four. What battle was fought on June 18th, 1815, in present-day Belgium? Hmm... Oh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, here's the problem with I my timelines get really mixed up here in history. I've never been a great history person unless it's like the history of like the Oscars. So I'm doing a lot of blind guessing here. Um I'm gonna guess eighteen fifteen. I think this is around the right time. Is it Waterloo? You are correct. Ah, oh, thank the Lord. Wow. You're a good guesser. Wow. Well, I was really losing. You know, I asked a question about Napoleon recently. He was uh, that the current French president, Marcon, is the youngest French leader since Napoleon. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, and I think that date came up when I was researching that. So that's about the, that's about as good of an educated guess as I can make. Question number four for you: Kakaliki. So we had some snurt, and now we're gonna have some kakaliki. It's made from chicken stock, leeks, potatoes, and prunes. 
and it's a traditional soup from what United Kingdom area? Is it Wales? It's not Wales, sorry. It's, Is it Scotland? It's Scotland. Damn it, why didn't I go with my first guess? <laughs> All right, your last question is a possible three points. Wow, okay. What do the letters Z-I-P stand for in the U.S. Postal Code? That one I know from long trivia stuff. That is the Zone Improvement Plan. All right. Well, you can just get one point for that. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. This, this, is, this isn't going towards our uh, our yearly standings. So no, uh, it's just, just for this week. I'll take. But yeah, zone improvement plan. That's one of those three pointers that I've thrown out probably way too many times. In really? My, oh yeah. That's a that's a pretty that's a that's a good one. That's been I used thought it a lot. would be good for this week. Well, I'm not saying that I won't throw it in again. So if you're listening out there, you might get a little zip in your quiz this week. So be ready for it. Zip it up. All right. My last question for you is multiple choice. I've just found this very interesting. Kibaru soup. That's spelled K-I-B-A-R-U. Kibaru soup. It's made by tribes at the foot of Mount Kilimanjaro. And it's made of bananas, beans, and what odd ingredient? And by the way, now I say odd ingredient, but bananas and beans is a pretty odd combination too. So probably a little redundant, but what's the third ingredient? Is it dirt, tree bark, or snow? Yeah, that sound was correct, by the way. <laughs> I get, I'll give me give you a point just for that sound. <laughs> Dirt, tree bark, or snow? Well, I guess snow wouldn't be that bad. But then it wouldn't be that weird. I think I'm going to go with the tree bark. It's dirt. Oh, why? It's dirt. According to the website that I saw, it, it's for seasoning. Are, do they not know what a spice is? <laughs> yeah, Mount Kilimanjaro tribes. Where's your spice rack? Where's your cumin? Where's your cardamom? Where's your cardamom? A little bit of salt and pepper. That's all you need. <laughs> How about a salt with a deadly pepper? Yeah, so yeah, they put a little dirt in there. Supposedly it's uh delicious. I'm not going to try it. There's a there's a modern recipe for it now uh that has plantains and beans. I mean, just bananas and beans. Let's we can start there and we can also end there cuz I'm not eating bananas and beans. I think that's beans. a ween song. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know what I'm going to play after this clip is over. So that's very, thank you very much for doing that. All right. What were the final scores for the lightning round? Oh, it's not looking good. I think you had four and I think I only had one. Yes. Although I am going to give you a point just for the, uh, for the Kibara soup. <laughs> Because that was the correct sound to make. 
All right, everybody. That was the lightning round. It is now time for game prep. Ready to get prepped? Uh, January 15th, 1929. Happy birthday, Martin Luther King Jr. Happy birthday! Yes, have Baptist minister... <laughs> who led nonviolent protests in the 1950s and 60s on behalf of civil rights. Uh, in a poll of the greatest Americans conducted in 2005, uh, King was one of four non-presidents to make the top 10. The others were Ben Franklin, Elvis Presley, and Oprah Winfrey. Elvis Presley? Elvis Presley. I mean, this is 2005. And number one was Ronald Reagan. So you can. Oh, God. It was Ronald Reagan (laughs) and Abraham Lincoln ranked right above uh, Martin Luther King. January 16th, 1920. The first meeting of the League of Nations takes place in Paris. The League of Nations is replaced by the United Nations in 1946. Despite helping form the organization, the U.S. Congress votes not to join the League of Nations three days after this meeting. That's was a weird thing that I saw when researching this, that they, they were like, oh, yeah, you guys should form a League of Nations. Oh, we don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> but we think it's a great idea. <laughs> that is really odd. Yeah. And then it's 19- also quite an American thing to do. <laughs> uh, January 16th, 1964, Hello, Dolly! opens on Broadway. Based on the Thornton Wilder play The Matchmaker, Hello, Dolly! would make stars out of Carol Channing and Charles Nelson Riley, and its theme song would be the only number one hit for Louis Armstrong. Hello, Dolly! This is Louis Dollar. It's so nice to have you back where you belong. You looking swell, Dollar. I can't tell. There it is. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) January 17th, 1929. Popeye the Sailor Man first appears in a comic strip called thimble theater as a side character his first line after someone asks him are you a sailor Popeye responds you think I'm a cowboy yes with the J-A you think I'm a cowboy oh my god it was hilarious back in 1929 did he did he always do the spinach thing at first, there was an. He got his power by rubbing a bird called the Wiffle Bird. <laughs> I'm not even making that up. <laughs> but yeah, he, there was something called the Wiffle Bird that he would rub and get powers. And it wasn't for a while until he 
got the spinach thing going. And then that became How his big signature. Weird. Yeah. Wiffelbird. What is that? I have no idea. I think it's something just <laughs> in, in the uh in the strip. Is that it sounds like a euphemism. You know. <laughs> so what did you hey, do last come night? Come over and rub my wiffelbird. You'll get special powers. Oh, on Saturday night I just Netflixed and rubbed my wiffelbird. <laughs> It's all right. I'm gonna. I'm looking it up right now. The Wiffle Birds. Oh, Netflix and Wiffle Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Wiffle Bird. Um. They. Oh, look at this. Wiffle Birds are actual birds. They're also known as African escape hens, and they're rare and lucky little birds from Africa that have the power to bring good luck to anyone that rubs their feathers. And also greatly boosts their confidence. The wiffle bird is named as such because it frequently blurts out the word "wiffle." I'm sorry we ever made fun of the wiffle bird. Sorry, wiffle bird. <laughs> <laughs> wiffle, wiffle. <laughs> oh my gosh, was there, is there a bird over there? Wiffle, wiffle. Yeah, saying he's, he's he's fine. He's, he's Grab like, it. Rub its feathers. <laughs> I feel so lucky. Break its neck if it tries to get away. <laughs> <laughs> Wiffle. Wiffle. January 17th, 1961. In his televised farewell speech, outgoing President Eisenhower warns about massive defensive spending using the term military industrial complex. Like warning against it? Yeah. He thought he thought the budget he thought the government was spending too much money on defense spending. Well, if anybody was to know it was somebody who was in the military. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh everybody since then has heeded his warning and not spent that much on defense. So, good on you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to to Little Ike. January 18th, 1778. James Cook becomes the first European to discover Hawaii, which he names the Sandwich Islands after John Montague, the Earl of Sandwich. Mm -hmm. The same person (laughs) who inspired... The actual sandwich. Yep, they named the sandwich out of after John Montague, and they named the Hawaiian Islands after John Montague's title. So there you go. Well, it's not called the Sandwich Islands. Not anymore, because I think the Hawaii change it. Well, I think the Hawaiians on the island. <laughs> changed it back. Oh, to, they're like yeah, they're like they're uh, like no, no. We're Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, we are. We H- already have a name. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't use all these vowels in our name for just to have you just come in and say we go now we're the Sandwich Islands, and that's why on Hawaii you cannot get a decent sandwich. I don't think that's true. No, but it is why you don't have any Subway restaurants on Hawaii. I don't think that's true either. No, but it's, it is why they won't let any uh, slices of bread uh, cover any sort of meat or vegetable. 
I, you know, I always wondered why that was. Yeah. Why well, January eighteenth, nineteen eighty one, Phil Smith and Phil Mayfield. They called them the two Phils. Uh, they parachute off a building in Houston, making them the first ever base jumpers because they had already parachuted off antenna spans and earth and that's what base stands for buildings antenna spans and earth oh yeah that could be a four point question out there what is a what does base stand for so buildings skyscrapers antennas of course on top of those buildings or on top of wherever spans are bridges and earth are like cliffs and mountains and things like that so yeah if you want to be a base jumper you got to go off all four i do not want to do that nope nope i can't imagine the amount of money it would take for uh someone to go you know it'd be a good idea let's um strap this piece of cloth to your back and <laughs> jump jump off the building you could tell no, me thanks. how many you could tell me how many people have done it successfully. You could show me statistics, you could show me whatever. And I I no, not happening. There's a risk involved with that and they know what it is. Sure. You're challenging the laws of gravity in a very extreme way. And grav yeah. gravity almost always wins. The odds are the gravity's going to win in the end. I mean, what's wrong with just, like, going for a bike ride or something? Yeah. Or what's wrong with... a roller coaster. Sure, I won't do that, but I've heard people like it, and that's fine. It's a lot safer than jumping off of a building. I'm sure it is. But if (laughs) if I could wear the parachute while on the roller coaster, I'd feel a lot better. (laughs) That's dumb. (laughs) <laughs> a parachute's not going to do anything. I, I didn't really appreciate being called dumb. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean you're dumb. I just meant everything that you That's... say is dumb. Oh, okay. Well, that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> January 19th, 1940. You Nazi spy. A short film starring the Three Stooges becomes the first movie to satirize Adolf Hitler. The movie takes place in the fictional country of Moronica. I'm not even making that up there. That is how it's spelled. <laughs> that was what it, exactly what it was. I feel like I might be from there. Okay. <laughs> Where... <laughs> Fictional country of Moronica, where Mo is talked into becoming the country's dictator, with Curly as field marshal and Larry as minister of propaganda. Ten months later, Charlie Chaplin releases his own Hitler satire, The Great Dictator. My good people of Moronica, I am very happy to see this little gathering. We must throw off the yoke of monarchy and make our country safe. For hypocrisy! Our motto shall be Moronica for Moron! Uh, hey, Monica. Yeah? I want to do a new segment. Is that okay with you? 
<laughs> yeah, what is it? <laughs> it's called Something I Learned Today. Something I Learned Today. <laughs> Thank you for the theme song. That's all, that's all I got. Uh, this is a little segment, Something That I Learned Today. As we write these quizzes every week, we run into things that we didn't know before. And this happens to you all the time, right? We get we start going down rabbit holes and... Like, it'll have nothing to do with what I'm actually writing. Right. And I'll be like, oh, that's weird. I didn't know that. And then suddenly I'm on, like, some other web page reading about stuff that I'm not even writing about. Exactly. Something will trigger, like, another question and you start following another line of questioning and... You start going down, like I said, like little informational rabbit holes. Um, this one for this week uh, started when I read about uh, our our friend Mark Wahlberg, who was paid $1.5 million for his reshoots for a movie called All the Money in the World. Uh, and his co-star Michelle Williams was only paid $1,000 a day. Uh, a little bit of a disparity there. Jeez. Yeah. Although, to be fair to Mr. Wahlberg, he did donate, or now he has donated all of his salary to the Me Too uh, cause. So After everybody found out about it? Uh, well, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> not, nothing like a little publicity to make you do the right thing. So, uh, it also was revealed this last week that he was the top movie star of 2017. He made the most money of any movie star in 2017. Um, which got me to ask the question, who was the first movie star? Do you have any guess on who the first movie star was? Well, I would guess it would be a silent movie star that is very correct and i bet it was a woman you are right uh that's really good um (laughs) so let's let's go back to the year 1896 and this is when uh the movie industry really started um and thomas edison was the guy who basically ran the movie studios uh he had made the equipment he was leasing out the equipment he had invented the whole damn thing so he had made a lot of the rules of what you could and could not do with it and one of the rules that all the studios agreed to was they weren't going to have any stars no stars they weren't going to put any actors names in the credits how weird so they had learned the lesson from opera and theater and ballet that once somebody's a star they could command a lot of money and at this point movies were these little tiny uh you know there weren't two hour movies the movies were 10 minutes 20 minutes they were making hundreds of these movies a year uh and they just would keep the names of the actors out of the credits so fans would start writing into the theaters and say, hey, I really liked this one actor. Don't know his name, but he was the butler with the blonde hair. Or, hey, I really like this actress. Don't know her name, but she was the 
the girl with the uh, whatever. They would figure out how to identify the actresses. So they they had fans, but nobody knew their names. <laughs> so in 1910, the biggest star at that point was the Biograph Girl. And the Biograph Girl worked for Biograph Pictures, one of the movie studios. And she was very, very popular. Hundreds of movies and everybody loved her and everybody wanted to know who the Biograph Girl was. But the Biograph Studio was not giving up her name. So at the end of her contract, she started looking for other studios. And this guy named Carl Lamell... He was not part of the Edison group of studios. And he kind of wanted to stick it to Edison. Because these guys all had to pay Edison royalties for using their equipment. Right. So he did two things. One, he ran a fake news story in a newspaper that the Biograph Girl had died. And the Biograph Girl had been hit by a trolley car. (laughs) So... That story gets out, and then almost immediately, he puts another story in and says, hey, that studio who reported that was lying. The Biograph Girl is uh, alive and well, and she now works for my studio, and her name is Florence Lawrence. And she was the first... Florence Lawrence? Florence Lawrence. I mean, it just rolls off the tongue. Flolo? Flola. Florence (laughs) Lawrence. So Florence Lawrence became the first movie star. Uh, And she was mobbed at appearances. And the studios were like, oh, no, now everybody's going to want to have credit. And everybody's going to want to get paid more. So here's what happened. Uh, This is 1910. Uh, By 1912, Miss Lawrence was the highest paid movie actress. And she was making $250 a week. In 1913, Mary Pickford uh, became the highest paid actress at $500 a week. In 1914, she resigned for $1,000 a week. In 1915, Pickford re-signed again for $2,000 a week. And then in 1916, Charlie Chaplin became the first $10,000 a week actor. So the studios were right. (laughs) That once people knew everybody's names, that the the salaries were going to skyrocket. By 1919, there were comedians. Fatty Arbuckle was the first one i think that was making a million dollars a year and so in less than a decade i mean they were only getting paid maybe 25 dollars a week before that and then it just went up that much in a year wow that's amazing yeah so <laughs> that is the uh the, the story of the first movie star that's very interesting. Well, I I believe I believe you when you say that. That's good because I meant it. <laughs> All right, that is something I learned today.
All right, it is time for the Audio Round Challenge, and today's Audio Round Challenge has to do with duets. We've sang, we've sang, we've sang duets at karaoke. Yeah, we have. Yeah, I've seen you sing duets with other people. I'm not jealous. I'm just saying I've seen it. I think you're a little jealous. I could be a little bit jealous. Well, I uh, was at a karaoke once when you weren't there. And yeah. I did million dollars with someone else. You can't hear me crying. <laughs> so I'll send you a picture later of me crying. <laughs> okay. All right. I was uh, thinking about you the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a million pollers. Oh, dang it. It's not the same. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so classic if you'd run off the stage at that point and just been like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> no, you could. Just close your eyes and sing it. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not mad. All right. How was what was your uh choosing criteria for this besides <laughs> duets? Did you have any strategy here? Um, there was only one that I chose that I actually, like, no. Oh, okay. The other Mm. ones, I just went through lists and chose them uh, where I had heard of the artist. Okay. So, (laughs) I'm sure you've heard of them, but I have not. Well, we will find out. Um, All right, I will play mine first. Okay. Okay. Here we go through the audio ramp challenge. Oh, it's classic. All right. That is Aretha Franklin and George Michael. And the song is called I Knew You Were Waiting for Me. Yes. Sweet. That's a great that's a great one. Now we're doing one point for title and one point for each of the artists. So there's thirty points on this not thirty, but there's three points per clip. Fifteen. Fifteen point wow, we're just moving up in the world. Um all right. <laughs> Are you ready for yours? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I think I might remember hearing that on like one of those commercials where they're selling like a CD and they play little clips of all the songs. Right. (laughs) It's, oh, how does it go? Is it like, I don't know much, but I know I love you? I'll give you the title. The title is Don't Know Much, so one point for there. Do you recognize either of the singers? No. Hmm. Okay. That guy has a weird voice, though. Yeah, here's that. Look at my hand. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's the male singer is Aaron Neville of the Neville Brothers, and the female singer is Linda Ronstadt. Oh, okay. So that was their one of their big hits. Much. But I know I love you. I can't believe I remember that from the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's pretty good for not getting, not knowing the artists, but you got the name of it. So that's really good. Um, <laughs> all right. Here is my second one. I am going to say... recognize that one at all uh is one of the singers lady gaga no oh boy um that's a stumper for me i don't do not know i think if you think about it you'll be able to get the guy singer oh well that's a problem because i didn't think there was a guy singer there uh they were like singing together yeah No, I'm not going to get it. All right. It's Kelly Clarkson and John Legend. Oh, right. And who? what's, what's and the name of the song? It's called Run, Run, Run. Oh, okay. Would never have gotten any of that. I thought hmm. the piano kind of gave it away. That <laughs> John Legend, is he's kind of the piano guy right now, isn't he? Um, well, it's a good one. Okay, I love Kelly Clarkson, John Legend. Yeah, uh, yeah. but I like I Kelly know, Clarkson quite a bit. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's I not, like her. Yeah. Um, all right, do your next one. Okay. And he makes a mess. I take it easy. Opposites attract. Yes. It's Paula Abdul. Yes. Now, I don't know the actual name of the other singer, but I know who it said on the video. I will take cartoon cat. I will take that. And I'm pretty sure it was like DJ Scat Cat. I'm going to give it to you. It was MC Scat Cat. Oh, MC Scat Cat. <laughs> but you know, I'll, I'll titles titles aside. I'll, that, that's a three. That's a three pointer for you. <laughs> Yay! The uh, what's the, his real name? Well, the, it was called. They were a duo called the Wild Pair, and they are the ones that recorded it with Paul Abdul. Because there's parts in there where the the male voice duets, and they were trading off and stuff. But uh, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I will always take MC Scat Cat as an answer. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. Uh, that okay. will not show up on any duet round this this week because I have used that way too many times. So, <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do my next one here. I have picked out a perfect. 
song is called Overjoyed. Yes. But I did not know it was a duet. Why didn't I know that was a duet? Um, Maybe you was, did it later again. As a was, it a, was it originally? Oh, it was one of those re-recorded. I don't know, though. I'm oh, not okay. sure. Oh, geez. Well, then, geez, I don't know. Um, God, those duet albums all came out in the 90s. Everybody was doing one of those. Oh, who did one in the 90s that would be like that? No, I'm not going to get the other singer. It's Celine Dion. No, no. Stevie, what are you doing? Oh, my (laughs) God. All right. Well, I, I I'm glad I the other the other two parts of it I got, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, she was one of those. I should have at least guessed that because she was one of yeah, those. Yeah, you that did, did say in the nineties. Oh, it was a huge thing where people were <laughs> were re re recording songs and then bringing in guest singers and stuff like that. It was a huge deal in the nineties. So oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Damn you, Celine Dion. Damn you. Um, <laughs> all right. Do your next one. Yeah. You got to rock away to this one. Oh, come on. See, I don't know about y'all, but I know about us. And uh, it's the only way we know how to rock. I don't know about y'all, but I know about us. And uh, it's the only way we know how to rock. Why don't you go ahead and play your next one, Paul? Why is that? <laughs> What did I? Oh no! Is it, did we get the same ones? <laughs> yeah. Did we really? Yeah. Uh, that's your next one. Oh my god! Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I put an extra one on. Did you not put an extra one on for me? No. Okay. Let's just not. Let's just do four. Instead. We'll just do four. So. But. That's my boo. And it's Usher. And Alicia Keys. That's (laughs) hilarious. I'm adding those points to both of us. Why not? Why not? That's the first time we've doubled up like that. That's pretty good. I hope it doesn't happen again. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's funny. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to play my last one. All right, and there's two there, so if if you've played the first part of this and it sounds like something you've already done for me, then skip to the next one. Well, there's only one more left for you. Oh, okay. And I don't well, think you would have put that one on there. All right, we'll find out. If it's the same one, it's going to be weird. Okay, <laughs> fine. Well, it's called The Time of My Life. That is correct. I only know it as the Dirty Dancing song. I don't know who did it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Okay. Well, the two singers are Jennifer Warrens. She's the female singer. And she also did the Up Where We Belong uh, song with Joe Cocker. 
So she was kind of the movie medley or the movie duet queen of the uh, of that era. Um, oh. the, the singer is Bill Medley, who is best known for singing with the Righteous Brothers. So that oh. was who that is. Bill Medley and Jennifer Warrens. Okay. That's a, that's a good one for trivia folks because everybody knows that song. Everybody's heard it a million times. But it's good to know who sang those songs. Um, all right. My last one. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Our noses right off of our faces. There won't be nothing but big old hearts dancing in our eyes. Uh, boy. No idea. Right off the top of my head. No. Something, something kind of country-ish. Yes. Um. And he did a whole duet album. Okay. With different other country singing women. And this was like the biggest hit off of that album. Nope. Not going to get it. Uh, well, I'll guess. I'll guess the guy is Kenny Rogers. No, it's not. I'll guess the girl is Kenny Rogers. No. <laughs> and the song is the song is called Kenny Rogers. Actually, it's called Kenny Rogers Roasters. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> All right, what's it called? The song is called In Spite of Ourselves. Okay. And it's John Prine mm-hmm. and Iris, Iris DeMint. Oh, yeah, I know. I never would have got that. All right. How did we do on our audio round challenge today? So on the audio round, we both got eight points. Oh, good. Yeah. Wow. John Pine. And the final score, you got 12 altogether. And if you count the extra point that you gave me for that yuck noise. <laughs> and I do. Then I got ten, <laughs> and these are unofficial scores in our in our uh, in our challenges for the for the year. Uh, if you didn't listen last week, we are going to do a, a beginning of every month. We'll do an episode where we do two lightning rounds and an audio round challenge. So uh, those will be our official scores, and I believe uh, Monica is leading in that challenge right now. I am currently leading. Well, for the month of January. For the month of for the month of January, she is the master of trivia. The trivia <laughs> master. But for the second week of January, you are because you I'll, just won right now. I'll 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 wear I'll wear the crown proudly for a week. <laughs> All right, before we, we get have out a little of- pin or something. <laughs> a little lapel pin. Do you wear a lot of lapels? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, we'll work on but that. I wear a lot of lapel pens. Oh well, that's nice. That's nice for you. It's <laughs> weird though. Um, all right, before we get out of here, uh, tell me, uh, or don't even tell me because I know where you host every week. But why don't you tell everybody else where you host? I host Tuesdays in Ballard at Fitzgerald's, Wednesdays in Georgetown at the Blue Grouse. 
and Thursdays in Ballard again at Pono Ranch. And I host Mondays at the Skylark in West Seattle, Tuesdays at the Crown Bar in Tacoma, Wednesdays at the Berliner in Renton, and Thursdays at the local 907, also in Renton. And you can also play our Quiz Fix quiz at the Bison Creek Pizza in Burien on Tuesdays and Murphy's in Wallingford on both Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I want to say this for the tournament players. Uh, We're getting into week two of the tournament. If you are venturing out to the new places, especially Bison Creek and Murphy's, uh, let the hosts know that you're in the tournament and that way we'll make sure that your scores get marked properly. Um, They're new to this and they're doing a good job, but they still have some questions and just, just to make sure that you're points are totaled up uh make sure you let them know that you are a tournament team and uh, then you can go and by the way there aren't a lot of teams at bison creek right now so if you're looking to pick up some quick points on a tuesday night may i recommend bison creek that is my uh tournament tip out there for y'all the tournament tip of the week yes um also uh, maybe no teams need to be called very stable geniuses from now on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see who wants to change their name. <laughs> wow. That was just, I mean, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Trump, for giving the, the quiz also, teams. Also, like, a was... lot of shithole ones, too. Oh, yeah. Got a lot of shithole ones, too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, do, I tried to, if you look at the leaderboard, which is up at quizfix.net, uh, for the teams out there, I, I made some distinctions on some of those teams. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll be able to keep them all, all <laughs> tracked. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I did say this in, on, on the website and I'll say this on the podcast. If you are thinking about changing your team name, do it this week so that we can get it marked down. And yeah. have you ready to go. And make sure you tell your host. Yes. Tell your host that if you're changing your name that you were this last week and now you want to be this. And that way we can make sure that your points get tallied correctly. Um, I think that's all we got this week. You good? Yes. All right. Well, then we are going to spirit off into the night. Uh, Thanks a lot for downloading and listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Let's get trivia, trivia.